0: It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast.
1: This is the Smart Money Questions Podcast. I'm Mark Haywood, along with Matt Hausman. He's the founder of Old Security Group, serving you here in the Metro Philadelphia, Delaware, ...and Northeast Maryland area. And Matt, I want to do something a little unorthodox here today. I want to hold a financial draft... You know, football is right around the corner here. in. Amen, DM. amen. That's right. And you guys <laughs> held the draft here in Philadelphia.
0: That's right. What a great time that was. Did you go down there? Did you go and watch it? Uh, we went down just Friday during the day just to see everything, and Philadelphia did the draft right. I mean, it was it was something to see, let me tell you.
1: Oh, it was awesome there, right on the steps, outdoors like that. And honestly, I'm telling you, I think the Eagles have a pretty good year coming up. I mean, Carson Wentz had an outstanding rookie year. I couldn't believe that last year. They put him in, and I mean, he 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 just went off, so it's going to be exciting to see what he's doing in the year ahead.
0: I agree. I I, I think people are real high on what the Eagles, they're excited about this upcoming season, so it, it should be good. Well, you know, we could sit here and talk about football all day. I guess the question is, where are we going with the draft that you were talking about?
1: Right. This is a financial show, after all. Well, to get us into the spirit of football and hopefully to clear up some confusion about some popular financial products, I want us to hold a financial draft today. So I want you to lose the advisor hat, put on your Eagles hat. You are the GM of a team whose fan base consists primarily of retirees and pre-retirees. I want you to draft a team of financial players that will successfully get your fan base to and through retirement. We want to get you to the Super Bowl. We'll tell you which players are available and you tell us where they sit on your draft board and what purpose they might have for your team. So the first one being the growth and income mutual fund. Where does that fit?
0: You know, that's definitely a top 10 draft. You're going to want something in retirement that is going to help you outpace inflation. Equities have traditionally always showed us that they can do that. But you also want to make sure that we're not taking on too much risk with that growth and income mutual fund that you have.
1: Right. Risk is an important thing. And that's where this next player I want to get into plays into. And that's the global bond ETF. I know people are always kind of shaky when you start talking about global markets, but I think it could have value
0: on a team. What do you think? Absolutely. That's another top 10 draft. Remember that we're going to add bonds into an overall portfolio to reduce volatility. So it goes back to the first one. We need that growth and income, but we can't have all of our money there. Especially before retirement or in retirement, because of the risks that are associated or the fluctuations of what that would do. So, bonds can come in and really end up calming the volatility down of the overall portfolio.
1: Now, the next one I want to get into here safety is always an important factor when you're playing the game. You saw the movie The Blind Side perhaps a few years ago and the importance of the left tackle and protecting the quarterback. I want to talk about safety in your portfolio, protecting your money. How can an indexed annuity serve that purpose?
0: The indexed annuity, when when we use that, is we're using that as a bond alternative. So it does have the safety that you're talking about for the money. But keep in mind is that for that safety, there's also going to be some things that we need to look at, specifically liquidity and taxation. And so we only use the indexed annuity on the qualified retirement money because we know that money is gonna be taxed as ordinary income, no matter how it's invested. We don't use the indexed annuity on after-tax money because, in my opinion, the taxation of the gain as ordinary income tax is not something that somebody would want in their overall portfolio. Plus, when it goes to the next generation, there's no what's called step-up in basis, so the heirs end up paying the tax, even if the original owner did not. So it's definitely in there. It's another top 10, but we want to make sure we're using it for the right purpose.
1: Now, let's talk about the indexed annuities hot-headed cousin, the variable annuity. I know it's family, but how do you feel about variable annuities?
0: Variable annuities don't even end up as Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. (laughs) Don't want them on the team. No, absolutely not. Think about the variable annuity is one of the most expensive financial products to the consumer, to the owner, to the client. It's almost like, you know, I'm gonna pay two times the amount for a particular player. Let me put it this way, the variable annuity, and we all do this if you're sports fans, when you hear that a baseball player just got a multi 10, 15, 25, 30 million dollar contract and they're batting 220. Is that really <laughs> what we want? Right. No, that's the variable annuity in my opinion does not belong anywhere in someone's overall portfolio. Not doesn't even make Mr. irrelevant.
1: To me the variable annuity reminds me a little bit of Brock Osweiler. They offered him that big contract and then he just totally underperformed and it was <laughs> that's a true. debacle. And the rest of the country was just sitting there thinking, what were you thinking giving him that big of a contract before he you know, even knew what you were getting into? And it sounds like that's what you might say about the variable annuity.
0: Correct. Absolutely.
1: All right. Moving along in the draft, what about term life insurance?
0: Term life insurance could definitely be used in someone's plan, but you want to be thinking about what's the purpose for having the term insurance. Maybe it is because A client took out their pension and they only did a 50 percent or maybe they were only offered a 50 percent survivorship benefit to their spouse. In that case, we might want term insurance for a certain period of time in the event of premature debt. Or if you're younger and you like, for instance, I have term insurance as part of our plan, but I only have it now for about another eight years. Then my youngest will end up being through college, and so there wouldn't be that financial need. So you just wanna understand, it's definitely, I would consider it a utility player. You probably do wanna draft it if you have the need. So for instance, you were mentioning Carson Wentz, we need some really good receivers, here in Philadelphia so he can whiz that ball to him.
1: That's right. It all depends on what purpose you're going to use each player for, each product for. It's kind of like you look at linebackers. You've got your Sam linebacker, your bandit linebacker. Each one has a different purpose they serve, which brings me to permanent life insurance. Different, how so? What purpose does it serve?
0: Permanent insurance is exactly what the name implies, and that is someone is going to receive that benefit. Term insurance I consider to be rented insurance, and we hope we don't have to use it. Permanent insurance can be structured in many different ways and can definitely be in someone's overall financial plan. Definitely a top 10 draft pick.
1: Now, sometimes when you go to draft, you draft on future potential, and that's sort of how I feel about this next one, precious metals.
0: Precious metals are when, when I have someone that has just heard this awesome thing that the market is going to absolutely implode and we have to go buy gold or platinum or silver. I actually had someone that I can't make this up. They came to a workshop. And the comment that he made was, I just want to let you know, I'm coming to see what you're talking about today. And I could have went to go see Jim Cramer. And I started laughing. I was like, you know, maybe you should have went and saw Jim Cramer because I'm not going to get up here and scream and yell.
1: Yeah, maybe he would have been more entertaining.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And then his first question to me was, well, how do you feel about gold? I just bought $250,000 of actual gold. Whoa, that's a portfolio's worth. That's a whole roster. And I looked at him and he goes, what do you think about gold? And I said, well, hopefully it's jewelry because that's the only thing, that's the only place I believe precious metals should be in someone's overall portfolio. But that's just my opinion. The reality is in retirement, you're gonna need income. Does precious metals create income for you? Only if you sell it, it's not producing a dividend. So the only way that you're going to receive any return on that $250,000 is to start selling it. The other thing I think that's interesting is gold historically has had the volatility of the S&P, which we know is very volatile, yet it's only had a return basically at treasury bills. So why why would we have it?
1: Someone put their entire salary cap on the precious metals. That is a risky play. That's why that salary cap exists. And you got to figure out how to allocate that money in different areas being the, the key word there. Uh, how about rental properties? That's an interesting one.
0: You know, I have clients that have rental properties and they all say the same thing and they all have a consistent understanding. And that is you really have to understand what you're doing and the good, the bad, and the ugly around owning rental properties. If you're just going to have one or two rental properties, I always caution clients with that. If it's going to be part of your overall retirement. I have one particular client now he owns 24 rental properties. It's a very big piece of his overall portfolio and his retirement income. But he understands everything about what it goes into, the good, bad and the ugly. You know, the good is we get we get income from it. The bad is we got to you might get a phone call at midnight on a Saturday to come fix the toilet. And the ugly is what if you don't have it rented and you actually have debt against that particular rental property. So you really want to understand how is it going to fit into my plan and understand everything around the real estate rental industry.
1: Right. And maybe the way to approach that is I've often heard it said that if it's something that you've already got in your portfolio, great. It's a good veteran player. It's making you money. If it's not, now is not the time to start a new venture. Now Now's the not, not the time to be taking a bet on a new player that you're going to have to train so to speak. So perhaps an alternative to owning rental properties are REITs. What role might they play in your financial team?
0: None. None. REITs don't play. None. REITs are the highest commissioned financial product in the entire financial industry. And depending on it's closed or open, you can have major liquidity issues. You don't have guarantees on the money. I know a lot of people will go out there and they'll talk about REITs, but you, your money is truly at risk there depending on the type of read it is. I, I'm not a, a fan of those at all. And the other thing, you know, we, ta- we did a podcast a while back talking about financial plans as are we smarter than a fifth grader? REITs are hard to understand. And so Do we really want to have something that complex involved in our overall portfolio? In my opinion, we don't offer those there. And we just think that there's other simpler ways to accomplish the same thing.
1: Real estate in general, it seems like, is a complicated play to add into your playbook. So you better know what you're doing if you're getting into it.
0: Everyone should do themselves a favor. And if they go to those real estate guru seminars, just go to listen, don't buy anything and think you're going to become a millionaire next week from it.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Don't get swindled by those house flipping commercials you see on TV and hear on the radio all the time. That's exactly right. Well, finally, last player, I want to discuss the MLP. What is an MLP and is it helpful?
0: It's a master limited partnership and it goes back up there with REITs. It's a complicated thing. You can have money tied up for a long time. You don't have security. Within there, I have had a couple people that have come in that have had them and they've understood them. They are by far few and in between. I have had other people that have come in where their CPAs have been telling them, why are you in this? You need to get out of this. So we, we don't offer them. It's, it's not something that we would draft. I don't see where they could fit anywhere on our team.
1: Well, Matt, I have to say you've made a pretty good GM. I don't know if you might be expecting a call from the Eagles anytime soon, but (laughs) if you've been listening to this today, look out. He may be taking another job, it sounds like. We've had a lot of fun with this topic today, and these are all important products. Having said that, you need to know which one is the best fit for your team, which one is going to take you to that Super Bowl, or enough with the analogies, which one's going to get you to, and most importantly, through retirement. If you have questions about any of these products, go back and listen to these different areas of the podcast or give Matt and his team a call at Old Security Group. Call 610-719-3003. That's 610-719-3003. This has been Smart Money Questions.